Numbers 13, 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. I thought you're reading with me. And said, let us go up at once and take possession. For we are... But the men... Uh-huh. But we are not able to go up against the people for they are what? Uh-huh. They gave the children of Israel a bad report. These men, okay? Uh-huh. Which they had spied out saying, the land through which we have gone as Uh-huh. Don't worry. I'm good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Continue. So a few men come, tell everybody a bad report. Now all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. What did they say? And the and all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land. Um, continue. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses. Uh-huh. Continue. But Joshua. Who were among those who had spied out the land. Tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying. The land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly... Let's go on. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. For they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Continue. Mm -hmm. Appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? Keep going. I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them. And I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. And Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear it. For by your might you brought... Uh-huh. They have heard that you, Lord, are among these people. That you, Lord are seen face to face and your cloud stands. Glory be to God. Continue. 
by night. Now, go to verse 24 of Numbers chapter 14. Go to verse 24. Look what the Lord says about one individual. But my servant, because he has a in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. I want to fast forward you into the future of this promise and I want you to land in Joshua chapter 14. Let's start from verse 10. Go to verse uh, 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord, the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you, the word which the Lord spoke concerning and me. You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning who? You and me. In Kadesh, Barnea. Forty years old I was when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh, Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went with me made the heart of the people melt but I wholly followed the Lord my God. Go on, go on. I'm going to verse 14. So Moses saw on that day saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your and your because. Aha. Uh-huh. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old. As yet, I am strong this day, as on that day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both in going out and for coming in. It's long, but let's finish. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you have heard in that day how the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord has said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. To this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Father, thank you for your word. Let it change us today. Let it give us conviction, understanding, and renewal of heart and mind to become everything you've called us to become. In Jesus' name we pray. Shout amen. Amen. Please, you may be seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's good to see all of you. Please tell your neighbor, it's so good to see you in church this morning. I want to just take us through some scripture to understand. And I know there's a lot of adjustment we're making. I'll talk about some of it as we go through the service. 
But I want you to know that the word of the Lord will always come to pass. The word of the Lord will always come to pass. The word of the Lord will always come to pass. Amen. I am convinced according to 1 Peter chapter 12. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 12 verse 14, chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 24. The Bible says the grass withers and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord, it endures forever. Let me assure you that whatever God said is going to come to pass. I want to encourage somebody that the word that the Lord gave you shall surely come to pass. The word of the Lord endures forever. It endures forever. Any word hanging over your head that has not come to pass, be patient. In due time, that word shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus. We don't do what we do because we are moving on our own word. We do what we do because we have a word. Yes, we have a prophetic word that God has given us that enables us to grow in the things of God. So, when I look at these words of wisdom, even when you look at Job, he says, For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And the tender branch thereof will not cease this word that God has given you, no matter what you've been through and the troubles in life, even if you feel like some things have been cut off, I want to prophesy to you, you are going to grow again. Mm -hmm. You will grow. I say you will grow. Look, I want to keep my volume down so that I don't interfere with the children. Last time they were, they were listening to our message instead of their teachers. So, it's a bit of an inconvenience for you, but I'm sure there are very many people who are happy. They're saying, finally, their sound is low. You will grow. Yes, we will grow. Do you know that the men went and 12 people went to spy the land? 10 people came back with a report. That caused everybody to believe that report. There are certain laws that I want to show you. Certain ways that I want us to operate and understand and be able to grow. My dear parents, I see you with lovely little children. I am going to make for you a beautiful crash. Very quickly. By the time the next one comes... I want to speak to you about certain laws that I believe are very important for every believer. Because you can find yourself in a place where the words of the people that are speaking to you are causing you not to have movements. I believe that some of the choices you've made in life were based on things that you heard. Things that you heard people saying that cause you to move at a particular speed or not move at all, or even, God forbid, regress. Every one of us is a victim of a decision we have made based on something we heard. The question is, who are you listening to? Because who you listen to determines whether you go back, 
Whether you stay where you are, and let me tell you, if there's something I'm allergic to, I'm allergic to sweating without moving. To expend energy and not see progress in my life is not our portion in the name of Jesus. So there are certain laws that we are not under the law, but there are certain principles, right? I will show you one right now. This one is a law. We are not under the law, but there's gravity. If you don't believe me, stand up and fall forwards. <laughs> you will realize that there's a law. We are not under it, but it exists. Are we together? And therefore, I will, be, I will benefit in life if I'm able to understand how to collaborate with existing laws for progress. Oh, glory be to God. One of the laws that I believe that we have to come into terms with that I want to use this scripture to bring out for you is the law of spiritual momentum. The law of spiritual momentum. Momentum. Momentum dictates progression and growth. Anytime you hear the word momentum, it dictates progression and growth. And so the law of spiritual momentum means that everything I do, if I'm going to have growth, I have to understand that there has to be a dimension of it that deals with my spirit, my emotions, and my behavior. If it is spiritual, then it involves my convictions and my beliefs. So, I'm not going to be able to have a conflict between what I am doing and what I'm believing. The day you have a conflict between what you believe and what you're doing, you are one among men to be pitied the most. Everything that we believe in our spirit and in our heart, if there is a dimension, listen, this is why if I have my doxology right, I believe everything that is written here is God-breathed. Yes, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness. So that you, my dear friend, servants of God, may be complete, lacking nothing. I believe that. I believe it with all my heart. That everything I need as a CEO is here. You know, there are some of you that believe the word until you succeed. That means it was not a conviction. It was a tool to be used for success. But for you to stay where God has lifted you, this thing must become your life. Oh, glory be to God. So, a law of spiritual momentum means what I believe, I behave. <laughs> my conviction is my behavior. Hallelujah. So, I believe with all my heart what God said to me about where we are going. Now, sometimes it may not look like it. He says, get my people out of Egypt. Take them out of the city. Take them to the wilderness. In fact, when he was talking to Pharaoh, he didn't tell Pharaoh that they may go and build a city out there. No, he said that they may go and worship me in the wilderness. That's why we have brought you to the wilderness. Yes. No, let me tell you. Don't be fooled. The fruits of Egypt are not yours. I know you are walking on some thick carpet at a hotel. It was not yours. There's nothing as bad as being at someone's house and you start to think it's yours. 
Yes, there are people with very bad manners. They come to your house and take your remote controls. They start to change the color and how the volume settings are. Listen, ukienda kwa mtu weka kisu hapa, musianza kubadilisha vitu za watu. Bwana Yesu asifiwe. Sio kwako. Bwana Yesu, we have international audience. Please help me welcome our online audience across the world. So, I have to understand that sometimes for God to lift me, he takes me into Egypt to give me a picture. Joseph was not sold into slavery. Joseph was sold into civilization. Exposure. Every time God gives you exposure, it's for a purpose. So that when he begins to lift you up, you can know how to design, how to build. So the spiritual momentum comes upon a person that has an alignment between their conviction and their patterns. That what I see you believe is what I see you act. Let me tell you, my fellow Christians, if we can understand the power of believing what we are reading, we will see a generation. I'm convinced of what God told me. 20 years ago before I came back to this country, I'm convinced what he showed me. 15 years ago when I shared with you, I'm convinced what he showed me. I have absolutely no delusion. I'm under no delusion that God is a liar. I know God is God. And every word he has spoken over your life shall come to pass. It was the word that Caleb was saying, that word God gave me. That word, I'm standing on it. I'm standing on God's word today. Oh, glory be to God. I'm standing on his word today. I'm standing on it. I'm convinced we're heading somewhere. I'm convinced we're building something. Oh, glory be to God. You know, for me, this is not a church. For me, this is a movement. I'm looking for fellow mangas. Are we together? Because let me tell you, this spectator mentality shall not be among us. We are a people that are convinced we are going together. So, spiritual momentum means movement. Anything against your movement, I am addressing it now in the name of Jesus. And I declare, you shall grow. Ah. There were people who were selling shells at the seashore. And they met as seven cousins and said, enough is enough. This desert shall become a city. And they made a decision to become good leaders. So that they can be able to demonstrate momentum. Can I tell you as a kingdom of God, what you have seen in Dubai is nothing. Compared to where God is about to raise his people, it's nothing. Oh, I like how you're looking at me. Today after the service, I want you to take a picture of this desert. And I want you to take another picture 12 months from now. Every Sunday you will find momentum. Every week you will find momentum. Blessed are they that will go and bring us one brick to participate in the momentum. <laughs> Blessed are they that shall come and build together with us. The sisters will take paintbrushes and say, I'm going to be a part of this destiny. I refuse to be 
a spectator. I want to be an organism that God is going to use. I'm not rallying you here to build. I know what God showed me. It will happen with or without you. Blessed are you who decides to participate like Caleb and say, the Lord told me that day because I trusted in him and because the Lord is with me, I can take this mountain. Oh, glory be to God. Things are going to happen here. Our children will study here. This April, I'm meeting your children. They will come home full of the Holy Ghost. Teaching you as parents how to live together in harmony. <laughs> Glory be to God. Spiritual momentum. I address anything that is, listen, it is behavioral. Because it's expressed in our responses and reactions to people, to ideas, to circumstances. Whose report will I believe? Everything that has hindered your spiritual momentum, I address it now and declare you're moving. I need your neighbor to take a picture of you this season. And I need them to know and you have to have conviction that you are a product of spiritual momentum. That the hairstyle you see now shall not be the hairstyle in December. Kayada. That the clothes you see now shall not be the clothes in December. That the smile you see now shall not be the same smile in December. That the way I talk now, I'm constantly on a model of improvement. Oh, hallelujah. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. First to the, gen first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. From glory to glory, Romans 1.17. It is not good for a child of God to be in the same place for 10 years. For 20 years. But because of who you are listening to, you can find yourself stagnating. But I come in the power and the volume of the words of Yahweh over your life. Every prophetic word hanging over your life. Every prophetic word hanging over your head. I come in that anointing to declare that the words that I speak, they are spirit and life. Stagnation over your life is broken. I wish I had one amen in this church. Kings and priests, I'm talking to you. Every stagnation. You go around in circles. Seeing the same tree every three years. Saying, did we not see this tree? No, you're not going to see the same things anymore. You're going to see progress and growth. May I declare that this is the year your neighbors shall be jealous. Progress. It is not right for a child of God to stagnate. It is not. Stagnation is breeding ground. It is where mosquitoes breed. It is where things breed. When Nehemiah was inspecting the gates, he went and inspected the serpent well. The serpent well is where people were cheated. Hmm. Serpents are there to deceive and to cheat. One of the places he went, and this is a place he went without anything, only the animal with him, sit down. He went and inspected the serpent well. And this is the place we inspect where we were cheated. I look in my history and look at every place I was cheated. And I look at my future and say, I'm not going to be cheated ever again. I declare over your life, anybody that has tried to cheat you, today is the last day somebody attempted to cheat you. Somebody attempted to steal your business. Somebody attempted to con you. Am I talking to some people this morning? You are not going to die this way. The next well he went and looked at, he went and looked at the valley gate. What is the valley gate? The valley gate is where you've had your ups and downs in life. 
And so as you look at your history, because for you to know where you're going, you can't ignore your past. But you're not coming to live in the past. You're simply assessing it to declare that there are places you're not going anymore. You know what the children of Israel were doing? They were going round in circles because of what people said. Uh, people have said things regarding your life that has made you keep going round in 10-year cycles. 10-year cycles round and round and round. No, no, no. These things are breaking today. Oh, I'm, I'm coming to an address near you in a minute. It's called the law of spiritual momentum. Yes. This is the final version of me you are seeing today. <laughs> this version of me, version 1.9. Next Sunday when you come, 2.0. By the time December comes, 4.0. Apple has nothing on me. Samsung has nothing on me. By the time I'm 45 and it's 45 years like Caleb, you are seeing version 20.0. Law of spiritual momentum. I'm always growing. Yes. My sister, you cannot have the hairstyle we left you with in form 4. Try something new. Put a small line somewhere. My kakitu kadogo do. My brother, you can't be wearing the same trousers we saw when you were in Form 2. Try a new style. New dimension. Let me tell you, it is important to constantly improve yourself in the Lord. Are we together? Are you hearing me? The law of spiritual momentum dictates that we cannot be in the same place. So we go from glory to glory. I just flew back late last night. As God was giving me this word for you, I was, I was meditating on the flight and we were tired. I was very tired, but I kept saying, me and the children God has given me, we are for signs and wonders. I told my host on the other side, you must get me into Kenya by Saturday because I have a people that have been assigned. These ones I came to speak to, they are good people, but they're not my people. I have my kerende. Uh, hello. I, 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 have, I have some people that are not okay. That I like their madness. And we have some things. We, listen, we need to let the children have Sunday school in peace. Please sit down. Settle down. Don't get me excited. Am I talking to someone? We are going somewhere. I'm committed to you. And you have to be committed to the vision. Law of spiritual momentum. Yes. And anything in your house that is not agreeing, today you go talk to it. Shh, shh, children are trying to... Today you go talk to it. Yes. Your fridge has been having the same things for six years. Today open your fridge. I say different kind of yogurt. Yogurt 2.0. I cannot be 2.0 eating 1.0 stuff. Uh, you will go to your office and say, I've sat on this chair enough. It's time to change this chair. I have had the same view in my office for too long. This Monday, 
The law of spiritual momentum applies to your office. Talk to your office. I wish I had a church. Please sit down. Children are in church. The law of spiritual momentum dictates I cannot be here any longer. Yes. I landed like this. My wife was traveling this morning. She sends you her love. I said, you go. We are going. This year we are going. We are going. What are you talking? The devil is a liar. We must grow. Tuesday I'm meeting the people that are, are, are finishing the welding and all those things in the factory. And I'm telling them, hurry our building up. Because we can't be shut down. I want them to come. I was talking to our chief landscaper and I was telling her, I want the palm trees. I've ordered 40 palm trees. Palm trees in Nairobi. What are you talking? Don't look at us like this and think that this place is just, no. They shall pass here and say, what, what is happening in Kiabu? Let me tell you, there will be a story about us everywhere. The law of spiritual momentum. Ah! There's a kind of people you cannot be around and stagnate. Palm trees. Any? No. We're not putting bougainvillea. And bananas. Sorry. Our first time visitors, please, we, we say as soon as you finish the membership class, you will join this madness. Because we are going somewhere. We are going somewhere. Yes. Pastor Pete, go change our circle's name to Royal Circle. Because before we know it, it will be Royal Bank. I know what God showed me 20 years ago. I know what I'm talking about. I know what the Lord said and I refuse. I was telling them this morning, if there's anything I avoid in my staff, usually I can let them do many things. They can argue, they can fight because I believe in having diverse opinions. I like listening to different things, different opinions. Just because I think differently does not mean I dishonor you. Are we together? So you have to have a leader who knows how to hear different voices. But there's a prayer I prayed 10 years ago. God, give me discernment. So that if it is a voice of division, I know it. Yes. So one thing I don't entertain in my teams is division. Division, you will go. You will go. From your house, division shall go. Some of you have allowed nannies to bring division in your marriage. I was in someone's house, my brother's house, many years ago when we were young and married. And then one of the nannies came and the, the wife of my brother was asking him. Uh, but I thought I said, so he called. He said, no, but the nanny said, da, da. so the nanny was called. She said, but ni baba li niambia dada. Eh, apana, no division. No division. Because what will happen when you allow that spirit is that there will be delay. I mean, let me tell you. I've been through too much to wait for 45 more years. It's not happening. If Jesus taught me anything, 
You don't need many people. You just need the ones that believe the report of the Lord. So I declare spiritual momentum is your portion. Can I give you another law? Can I give you another law? Please settle down. You're making me nervous. Please settle down. Let me drink some water in a dry and weary land. Yes. That's why I have certain laws. I want to sit on the chairs you sit on. I want to kneel on the floor you kneel on. I want to eat what you're eating. I, want, I don't want a special chair. I want the one. If you're you feeling pain on plastic, I want to feel pain on plastic. If we're going, we go together. Cha-ta-ta. That has always been my principle. Yes. I don't believe in special VIP treatment. I'm like, give my sons what it is. What kind of father gives his children hard chairs? Then he sits on a sofa. Oh, sorry, guy, I'm entering. And, you know. So I didn't mean that that way because every house is different. In this house, we sit how we sit together. We commune together. If you find yourself in the visitor's lounge, the royal lounge. R-O-O-Y-A-L. If you see our royal lounge and you find yourself there, the same cake you're eating is the same one I'm eating. Are we together? If it's pilau jerry, I'm eating pilau jerry. There's no difference. Because this is a community. Yes. Glory be to God. We are building. The other law is a law of conviction. The law of conviction. The law of conviction. Now, commitment to principle is commitment to predictable behavior. Commitment to principle is commitment to predictable behavior. There's a relationship between belief and behavior. There is. I believe that it is a well-tested proposition that both individual and corporate decisions, attitudes, values, and judgments, they are all hinged upon a belief system. If I believe it, then I will behave in a particular way that brings me to then create a culture because of that belief system. So your belief system is then a product of knowledge and wisdom. Yes. Conviction. The law of conviction. I am convinced. I am persuaded <laughs> that he is able to keep me. It's a conviction. Let me tell you. Sometimes the assignment is tough and may cause you to plead with God to remove the cup. If God himself pleaded with himself to remove this cup, sometimes it would be tough. But for the joy that was set before him, he was convinced that the cross was necessary. Yes. Nobody achieves anything with 2% conviction. You must become convinced 
wa Jesus. You must be convinced. You must be convinced. I told my wife, I am convinced you are the one. Yes, very recently. I am convinced. I'm not feeling. I am convinced. You cannot, I don't know this Kiambu anointing. You cannot. <laughs> you cannot stay married out of feelings. You stay married out of conviction. A belief system that there's no one else. No one but you. All those in my generation know what I'm talking about. Convinced. You have to be convinced. How do you do things that you're not convinced about? Anything you put your hand to do, there must be a law of conviction that is driving your belief system about why you do what you do. Let me tell you. Sit down, please. I was convinced. I was convinced when God gave me this work. The work he gave me, I calculated it. It is work for $500 million to build our cities, our schools, our banks, our hospitals. All those things. I then took a calculator like I told them this morning. I can tell you what I was earning. At the time, uh, 2005, in the job I had, I was earning $5,000. Calculate. What is $5,000? Eh? Must be nice. It is nothing. Let me tell you. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. 500,000 is nothing. It is something, but it is nothing. When you think of the vision, <laughs> what did Jesus say? Any man who puts his hand on the plow must first count any man planning to build a tower must first count, sit down and count to see if he has to finish. Any person who does not do an introspection at the beginning of vision to see if he has enough to finish, <laughs> people will laugh at you. That is a reward. So I counted the cost. I did $5,000. Then I said, what is $500 million divided by 5000 I was telling them this morning, what is 500 Please calculate. Oh. I want you to write it in your notes. Because let me tell you, the fact that they are billionaires in dollars means this is not unachievable. And I want to show you, I am convinced. Yes. And I will not allow any spies who have gone and looked at the land to come and tell the people otherwise. I am convinced. Have you done the calculation? Yeah? A hundred. Okay. That is 100,000 months without taking anything to Amanda. Without tithing. Not paying school fees. My children are just there. Are we together? No rent, no care, nothing. 100,000 divided by 12. How many years are those? 8,000 years to finish the vision. So I realized this job cannot give me what I need for the vision. So I left the job. 
And I began a journey because I was convinced. <laughs> Conviction will make you live luxury. Because the vision is for an appointed time. And if it's for an appointed time, luxury cannot get you there. Let me tell you the easiest thing. The easiest thing is to get a good job, buy a Range Rover, buy your wife a house and settle down and you people just go to the coast and then say we have made it. The problem with vision from God, it is never, it is never going to be satisfied by what you're making. If you're here and you're comfortable, there's a problem. I don't know if I'm in the right church. If you're here and you're comfortable, let me tell you, every day I have problems. Every day. That is why Jesus spoke to me. Nye, told me, do not worry. It was for me. <laughs> do not be anxious about anything. Yes. I kid you not, every day I'm dealing with a million dollar problem. I used to panic about $10,000 problems. Now I panic about million dollar problems. May God bring me to where I now panic about $100 million problems. Because spiritual momentum is showing me that I cannot be in the same place for 20 years unless I listen to the wrong voice. Faith comes by hearing. Yes. Let me tell you, I'm convinced. So I don't use today's problems to determine my future. Oh, yes. I don't. And there are things I'm personally waiting on at the end of this month that I believe will begin to give me the propelling power that will start to raise people. Now, where is the $500 million? Please look at your neighbor and say, it's in you. Hey, he's wins. Let us please, can security just go make sure the children are fine? Those winds are very strong. I hope all is okay. Amen. It is well. Pay attention to me. You cannot grow if you don't have conviction. Are we together? It is a law. A law of conviction. You also must be convinced that where you are is not where you're supposed to be. So that you can be able to know that you have to grow. Are we together? So, God, next Sunday, Pastor Pete, let's not put any tents in the windward side. Let's put them on the leeward side. I just wanted you to know I was in that class. <laughs> you know where I went. So, when the source of information is a source of doubt, you will have delay. You must allow this to become your guide. Church of Jesus Christ, are you hearing me? This word of God must become your guide. It must become your guide. I'm convicted and certain we are supposed to be here now. I'm convinced. These things we are going through notwithstanding. I'm convinced we're supposed to be here. And you're going to see growth here. I'm convinced. What did God show me? Show me. Hey, Jesus. It's present, future, participle tense. What did God show me? He showed me a season. I said it during Rema Feast. 
I said it. I said there's a day coming very soon when everybody I'm seeing here will be our church. I said it. There's a time I told them on Mombasa Road, I said, a day is coming when all of you shall be co-workers. People said, ah, <laughs> But they became. They were all co-workers until we had to get help from other churches. Are we together? This year he told me, prepare for over 100,000 people for Rema Feast. And last year, when I was busy listening and getting ready to listen to Apostle Selman, they came and whispered in my ear that, Rev, we have a problem. You know those meetings, by the way, you may see us come. <laughs> but the shenanigans going on. <laughs> hey! Lost children, lost relatives. I, you know, for a second, I thought I was at, I, I thought I was at ASK show. And God was introducing us to new levels. Amen. Glory be to God. The law of conviction. Let me tell you, in this marketplace, I've been misrepresented many times. You know, can I tell you what happens with some of your friends? They go talk about you. And then eventually, it's a lie. Did you know nobody goes back? If you've ever owed someone money and they go tell 10 people you owe them money and then you pay, nobody calls a conference. <laughs> so you're walking around, someone is saying, mm, that guy. But you paid. You did what you had to do. So I want you to know you will be misrepresented. So you can't go by what people are saying. You have to move based on conviction. And I've realized the higher you go, the more misquoted you become. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I've heard so many times Rev said, so I was telling you, I was sitting waiting to hear from Apostle Selma. And then somebody came and knelt next to me and said, Rev, we have a problem. I said, what is it? They want to switch off all the sound and all the televisions, all the screens. I said, why? Because we haven't paid for the extra ones we added. You remember we had more people. I said, what? They want to switch off everything. I said, how much have we paid? Millions. How much are we owing? 500,000. I looked at someone near me and said, do you have money? They said, yes. Do you have 500,000 here? They said, yes. I said, I'll deal with you later to find out why you have 500,000 cash here. <laughs> Can you go? Because <laughs> I was going to ask, are you a drug dealer? Then I remembered I'm at a conference. So I decided, let me leave this alone. You have answered. Go sort those people out. I swore by myself, in my own conviction, never again am I renting secular equipment for God's event to be treated like this. Never. You don't know who we are. We are children of promise. That day I saw a proper picture of princes walking while slaves were riding on horses. I said I'm funding an agenda that is not kingdom. So thank you for your help. But just because of this message I received, do you know there's a point you have to get tired? There's a point at which you have to get tired and make up your mind that I'm supposed to have momentum. So I said, Father, give me sons and daughters for exploits so that we can buy the tents. The first thing I said is we want to buy the tents. 
So I was talking to Apostle Kimani. He said, listen, we are going to order two tents. One, you, you order one for 50,000 people. Me, I order another one for 50,000 people. I don't know how big those tents are, but we are ordering them. Please, I want, to, I want those on TV to hear me, and I want you to see me. Munyone, these screens, I don't know how many panels these are, but I know I need about 20 more of these before Rema Feast. They'll be here. I am convicted. I'm not renting a thing. Because when you do the math of what it costs us to rent per day, then you have to hold your meeting based on your budget. So people would want to stay for three more days of Rema Feast, but you have to hold it for three days. <laughs> because the bills for making payments far outweigh. Are you hearing me, church? This is the dimension of ownership. That now God is bringing us to a place where if we're going to hold Rema Feasts across the country, we must own equipment. Yes. Two weeks ago, I was convicted. If God is bringing me 100,000 people, 200,000, please let me... I'm always talking to you about other people. Today I'm talking to you about me. If I'm convinced I'm getting 200,000 people in Kenya, because, what Jesus, did you know that this country has a ceiling for ministries? But this church will break the ceiling. It is not anything in one another. It is like a ceiling that has been placed there by some, by some spirit. But we shall grow. I was out of the country last week. I was finalizing with the waterfront people. In two weeks, I'm signing the agreement. The space is there. It's done. And we are going to take it. Yes. Yes. And trust me, before June, I'll be, I'll be negotiating Garden City. There's nothing I'll tell you that God has not told me. And if God has told me, whether you help me or not, my friend, it will happen. Better to connect and we finish the work of God. I'm convinced our places shall have schools for our children. That's why God has brought us near a school. And I was not ashamed to tell them in the morning, some of the land they are using is ours. You don't know that some of that is also our land here. We have let them have it for now. But it is ours, is it not? anointing. Does it mean if I open in, in Kisumu? Shatata. <laughs> So let me tell you the formula. I'll tell you today, I'm working on it with my leaders. 50 churches. 50 assemblies across the world. In my generation. Our children will continue. But in my generation, 50. Average attendance per assembly, at least 2,000 people. We are not mad. We know what we have had. Yes. And one of those is a TV station which you know, Pastor Pete, we are negotiating right now to buy one so that we are in the whole of Kenya. Let me tell you, I'm convicted and convinced. You will listen to me. Yes. Yes. Those of you who send your tithe to Nigeria and come for me to lay hands, you will listen to me. What are you talking? You will, I'm convicted that, that this ministry is a great Kenyan ministry. That will go to the world. 
and that you're going to be a part of helping us to do that. Usually when pastors talk like this, they're heading towards a harambe. I have no agenda. Besides telling you, you listen to me. Then Meru, then Kitale asking, when are you bringing Rema to Kitale? Then Johannesburg asking, we are taking it there. 50 assemblies. 50 assemblies. So we, we the, the harvest is plenty, John. But the laborers, there are few. But we will pray to the Lord of the harvest. And he's going to give us the laborers for the work that we need. So those of you who are king, so we are buying the television station. I told them, I don't have time to start from scratch. I need to take the one you have. And I just, shua. Yes, speaking like this and 100,000 people, spiritual momentum. Yes, I refuse to be on Facebook with two eyes. No, no, no. What are you talking? That, that thing is very discouraging. Three views. Just that I, in fact. Uh, uh, uh. And one is your wife. Who is not even watching. The devil is a liar. You are built for something greater than this. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that the messages I have are good. And should be heard. Nikkei. Jealousy shall not prevail in this place. The spirit of envy shall not prevail in this place. Yes. This April we shall hold a children's conference like this city has never seen. And it will be in their building. Rema feast for children. Rema feast for teens. Rema feast for the youth. It shall be here. Yes. I will call you. Call my friends like Job I see here. We will come and talk to you about the marketplace. Four days of just talking to you. You will not have an international speaker. It will be yours truly. And you come. Because this habit of you coming when I bring a visitor, it shall stop. Yes. Sisindio Tuko. Yes. You will listen. After you finish listening to Apostle Selman in the morning, you will listen to me. Yes. Or before. Yes. Yes. I'll be walking here saying, there are four laws. The law of spiritual momentum. And you're in the, you're in the kitchen saying, Jesus. Jesus. Yes. You know, Kenyans, we have bad manners. Everything foreign is good. You are going to learn to appreciate your own. I am convinced. Yes. Yes. Because if it was not good, why did you marry a Kenyan wife? They are good. They are very good. Amaje. Yes. Meza, you are not marrying a Brazilian. Eh? Mang? Hakuna kitu kama hiyo? Hapa, hapa. Utapata hapa. Yes. And then you tell her, listen to the law of conviction. Number two. Kadada. Hey! Jesus is Lord. Our first time visitors, we apologize. I apologize on behalf of our members. I don't know what they have eaten today. 
It's a law. Yeah, today we are, we are looking. Laws. Yes. On the windward side. <laughs> Glory be to God. Aye. Yes. We shall be here. We shall build together. We'll be smiling after service. You see like a brown line over here. We say, at least it is our land. It is our place. In the name of Jesus. It's a law. It's a law. It's a law. We don't go according to popular uh, convictions. We go according to God's word. That has become our true north. God's word has become our conviction. Let me give you one more law because of time. There's a law called the law of imagination. The law of imagination. Our faith has to learn to look beyond the obvious. It says, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus suffered persecution, suffered crucifixion. There must be an idea, a thought, a dream, or a vision that is set before our minds to facilitate momentum. There must be. So I ask that Yahweh will give us momentum by giving us vision. It is a redemptive privilege to see the unseen and to know the unknowable. God is getting ready to give us understanding. Human existence is a cycle of growth through experience. So as we grow through our experiences, we become either bitter or better. We grow or we diminish through our experiences. I want to speak to those of you who think that you have the single rights to problems. I want you to understand all of us have problems. All of us. We simply deal with them differently. Glory be to God. Caleb said, give me this mountain. According to the word that the Lord gave, you are there. May, may you have prayer partners that will be there when the Lord speaks to you. That will be able to help you with the vision and remind you that Joshua, you were there. <laughs> you were there when the Lord, that's why I love my brother Donald. Because he was there. He was there in Houston when we were foolish teenagers looking at apartments. And let me tell you, we took oil. And we'll go and pour oil at the gate and say, Father, you're transferring these apartments to us in the name of Jesus. It was madness, but he was there. What I did not know is that I'd be coming to a far land to build apartments. Let me assure you, God is not a man that he should lie. Or the son of man that he should recant his word. Everything he has spoken over your life. He was there. So we grow through experiences. Or we die through experience. Every experience, Pastor Michael tells us, will either make a saint or an ain't. You grow through experiences. You grow through experiences. My spiritual father says he has never seen. Pastor Liz, have you seen? Have you seen anybody in ICU? With pipes and everything. And then we come over there and we stand and we ask, Doctor, what is the case? He says, the, this one is diagnosed with singlehood. No. 
what did God say? What did God say? I've never seen. I've never seen anybody admitted because of lust. What is this one suffering from lustiousness? Ha! One Indian came to see my pastor in America and said, Pastor, you need to pray for me. I'm lasting. I'm lasting all the time. So the pastor thought that he's lasting long, but he eventually wrote it down. Listen, these things require the fruit of the spirit that God has given you called self-control. Are we together? Never. Lasciviousness. Pastor Muller, you are praying about it. Envy. Jealousy. This shall be a community where we will not be jealous when someone grows. It takes growth, maturity, to be happy for someone else. Oh, brother and sister, I wish I had one witness. Ah, that I hear something good has happened for you. I celebrate. Listen, it is a lack of self-awareness by help of the Holy Spirit that every time someone introduces something, you have to put yourself in the story. That's a lack of maturity. Have you ever met such people? That God has moved through you. You have a testimony. You come and say, hey, my brother, I have a testimony. The Lord opened a door for me in the company last week. Ah, even me. Even me last week. No. Ah, learn to celebrate other people's breakthroughs. We grow through experiences. Glory be to God. Let me assure you, every misrepresentation in your life, anything that you've been misrepresented in your life, trust the word of God. It shall come to pass eventually that those things were lies. The beauty about truth is it has no expiry date. It is not milk. It is not bread. Truth will not expire. Before you expire, God will cause you to demonstrate that the things he spoke about you are coming to pass in the name of Jesus. Challenges in life provide opportunities for growth or stagnation. So because of time, because I want this to become a church known for time, I will stop here. Thank you, Father, for discipline. Hey, that is growth. is a message to evil. Hi, Because I have enough content for another hour. So I'll continue with the other three laws next time I see you.